Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome everybody to podcast number 14. We are up to number 14 now. And in today's episode, we are going to interview someone who is in our discord. His name is Lester and we're going to introduce him here in just a little bit. And he's going to talk to us about a lot of things that he is doing as far as being a longtime stock music developer and building his own stock music library and just some really interesting things. And and we'll likely have a better title for this episode once we're done talking with with him to know actually what we talk about. But um, so we're really excited about this. So we're going to just quickly get into what we've been up to this week and then get into our interview with Lester. Steve, what you been up to? Hey guys, uh, yeah, d- dude, not not much. Nothing exciting to report uh, except for that two of my hard drives uh, died at the same time. So now I'm shuffling oh. files around. I just bought a new one and, uh, you know, it just takes up so much time. It's brutal. You didn't lose anything, did you? I didn't lose anything. No, uh, I had I have like five uh, hard drives and uh, things are super backed up. So I'm just moving these sample libraries around and some of them are like 200 gigabytes and just ridiculous and just take forever to, uh, organize. Anyway, I'm trying to organize my life. Um, my Mac mini is an old 2018 model. I I just bought the new M one and it's in the mail. So I'm hoping that's going to speed up, uh, some of my workflow. If uh, some of you guys that watched my live streams know that I've been kind of struggling with that a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping that'll make a bit of a difference. And otherwise, I'm, I'm still working on the, uh, the February challenge uh, for the Production Music Academy. Um, I Basically, the challenge is to write a track using nothing but stock Logic Instruments. And uh, a few uh, of the members have sent me their tracks already, and they're so good. And so the, the bar When's is the deadline on that because end I of have the month. something started. End okay, of the good. month, and, and I'll feature these next month. Okay. Um, early March, but man, the bar has been set really high. <laughs> Someone sent me something yesterday and it just totally blew me away. I was like, uh Oh, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a real challenge. So I'm late on starting that and, uh, I'm working on, um, on March's course, uh, right now. And yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, doing the, the, the whole, like just trying to get everything done, uh, sort of procrastinated, um, left a lot of things to the end of the month as usual. Um, but I'm getting through it. And um, that's that's been my week, man. Just a lot of like reorganizing and uh, trying to get my life together. How about you? Well, I am also dealing with computer issues all the time, but I am on a 2014 Mac Mini. So just imagine. Um, I think some of the uh, I obviously need to upgrade. I think it's in one time at some point after I get things straightened out around here. But the biggest need for me right now is to buy a one gig hard drive just for my samples just for all my libraries and just get everything off of my computer. That would help a lot. Well, you if might as well just get like gone, a four terabyte one or something and so you, yeah. I probably should. Yeah. Uh, it's going to have to be something big and fast, you know, to sh- do you do you have your all your samples on another drive? I they've your... been scattered across a couple different drives, which is just you know, a testament to my disorganized <laughs> life. But uh, I'm yeah, I'm consolidating them all into one drive now and getting them organized. And there's a lot of like sample libraries that I don't use anymore, so I'm starting to like put those aside. And like, anyway, I'm creating like a master drive with all the samples in it and all the VSTs and everything. Yeah, that's what I need to do. Maybe I'll get a two gig at least. And because uh, right now it's only yeah. about a gig of of you mean stuff you mean terabytes? Yeah, because like terabyte. yeah, some yeah. some of these are like some of these sample libraries I have are like literally 250. Gigs. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Native Instruments alone, uh, Spectrosonics by itself yes, is probably three or four hundred. <laughs> because I have all the Spectrosonic things, and they're all big, you know. Yeah, so, I think Omnisphere is like actually like sixty gigs or something like that. I can't remember, but wow. yeah, some Keyscape, of those. Keyscape is very big. Yeah, uh, Trillion is very big. I have all of those and use them all the time. Um, 
So my news this week is that I'm officially, not only officially monetized, but actually monetizing. There's dollar signs on the app. Nice. And, uh, you know, as I will talk about in this week's video, it's one of the things that uh, I didn't expect to be such a quick income this year, but it is something that's going to be another little stream coming into music incomes. And it's one I talked about from my very first video on my channel, which was uh, monetizing channels, monetizing YouTube or Instagram channels or whatever. Nice. So that's that's kind of exciting. And um, lessons continue to go well. It provides some nice steady income, weekly income, which is not something you get all the time. Uh, I do have monthly income from some clients, but sometimes you gotta chase stuff, you know how that goes. And then um, I did a really neat interview with a, a guy named Stephen Malin this week who focuses on game music. So uh, gaming and uh, RPG and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he especially uh, makes his living in uh, 2D, uh, whatever you call that, kind of animation video, that kind of old style Nintendo. Yeah, that like throwback style. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, talk about a package. He sells a package of 500 songs on one of these libraries for, right now he sells it for two, $299. And they're not like five second songs. They're two or three minute tunes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's selling the heck out of that thing. So I have an interview with him coming up. I actually did two interviews, one for music, Make Music Income channel and one for Hello Composers channel just to talk a little bit about writing and composing in general. Cool. But um, yeah, I'm a lot also of the, getting... uh, the composer community is probably already aware of Steve. He's been doing it. He's been on YouTube for a long time and he does regular um, live composing live streams as well. Yeah. And that's his, that's the only thing he does now. He, right. Um, he, right. He really only does his live uh, composing stream. And so um, I, I've been wanting to talk to him for a while. And one of my, uh, one of our friends from, um, from our discord hooked me up uh, with him so that was really neat um cool i'm getting closer to my course launch uh my royalty-free course launch i'm just about finished with all the information now now all i have to do is shoot it all so no big deal um <laughs> you know it's good it, luck with that shoot and edit it all so that shouldn't take long <laughs> that's um, the fun stuff but right? <laughs> the 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 ebook's almost done i could sell that probably next week but nice. um then, uh, I, like I said, I'm shooting a video this week, Six New Ways to Make Music Income. All my uh, Moving over to the stock side, all my catalog was shifted over into the Pond5 membership, so we'll see what kind of pennies that brings here in the next month or two. <laughs> Fractions <laughs> of exciting. pennies. And, and actually, this all, speaking of Pond5, uh, someone sent me a message today about a Pond5 strategy that I want to talk about when we talk here with Lester because okay. uh, it might actually be a smart income when you think about it. And then, uh, because otherwise, it's a poor month for me and I'm sure for you on stock with uh, in February, short month, yeah, it's been very bad. slow. And uh, I mean, still hundreds of downloads. It's so actually about might... the same for me with Motion Array. Like I'm, I'm, about, I'm probably gonna hit about 300 this month, which I'm surprised. It was a really slow start, but then it kind of picked up towards the end of the month. Yeah. I'm just lucky that I'm going to make actually get paid because you have to make $50 to get paid. So I'm <laughs> over that. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I, I did upload a new song to them this week and was accepted a, a Mozart uh, arrangement and nice. things like that. So nice. anyway, that's what I've got. I'm ready uh, when you are with uh, Lester. That's yep. all I have. Oh, there he is. Perfect. Do we time. have Lester yet? Or Let's is let he coming in. soon? Am I, hey, hey, there man. he is. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Well, today we are happy to have uh, an interview, our very first interviewee on the Make Music Income podcast, Lester Woodward. Did I say that right? That's it, spot on. All right, Lester Woodward. So Hi thank guys. you so Thanks much. Thanks very much for inviting me on this show. Oh, very yeah. glad to have you. We've, we're super excited to talk to you today about everything that you're doing. You're a hero to all of us uh, as we look <laughs> at all your accomplishments and things that you're doing. So this is going to be a great interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would, and we do this all the time and talk about this stuff all the time. And, and I think some of the people who are going to watch this are going to be really interested to hear some of this conversation. So, so Lester, cool. where in the world are you? 
in 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 our at the moment we're near uh, oxford in just in england okay we've been over here so we i mean when we we started doing this five years ago we just um, myself and my wife uh the uh the income from stock music meant that we thought we instead of paying rent all the time because we were living in london we thought we'd uh pick up on these fifth wheel rvs and then pay that off full and just living it full time and travel around europe cool so that's, cool. that was always the plan but the pandemic we, we were in france when the pandemic uh, started yeah. so i mean you if that didn't happen we would you know we'd be in some a random uh, country within the europe <laughs> but it's it, but we've come back to base you know while this is going on so i mean yeah. hopefully in a year we'll you know get on the move again so that that kind of leads to my first question that I ask everyone uh, on all of my my videos and anytime I meet someone and I don't know and I say, okay, how do you make income? Because this is the Make Music Income podcast. So how do you yeah. make music income and is it your only income? Yeah, yeah. Well, all the income comes from several sources, but it's yep. all primarily from stock music hmm. so like 10 years ago i started on audio jungle it's coming up this may is my sort of 10 year anniversary of uploading my first track on there mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah OG. i mean should i start i'll start at the end with like what incomes i've got now okay that's probably best isn't it that's, yeah so sure. yeah so we're talking um the usual stock music sites so mm-hmm. audio jungle motion array pond five has been a sort of steady but sort of lower figure every month so they're the main three and then the bits from v fine but that's a new that's a new venture for me uh i had 100 audio 100 well. audio yeah i yeah i've done if uh, i've been uploading a few tracks on there but a lot slower because a lot of my older tracks are on an old system and you know you have to uh provide the uh yeah. the stems Pretty hard to right. do when you've got a stereo mix, and then you have to, and then the old <laughs> sessions, the plugins don't work anymore. So yeah, right. that's a sort of slow thing I'm doing. So yeah, they're, they're the main stock sites, and then Content ID has become like a steady income since 2014. Yeah. When I, that's we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about that today. Is um I, I was going to ask if you've uh, applied to Artlist, but I imagine it the the Content ID thing is probably what's stopping you from yeah from i did there. i read they're one of the sites that when i was looking when i started pursuing a more non-exclusive way of spreading the music around last year i knew, i was always exclusive on audio jungle to last year mm-hmm. and then i just wanted to get you know it's like all your eggs in one basket and that the audio jungle sh- ship is as we know is it's slowly sad. sinking 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 so yeah i yeah. just need to spread the music around and yeah art lists were one of the sites where you know i found it thought oh, this looks great uh, and then you look read through the, the you know the the uh, criteria for joining like no content id and i um that kind of i want to i want to back you up just a little bit and ask you about uh like so you you're on a 10 you're on your 10 year anniversary of putting up your first track on audio jungle and i was curious about um what prompted you to to put it there in the first place like what was like what uh what did you hear about it and and yeah like how did you kind of transition from studio work into like production work like how did that happen yeah that's i i well i was a region before that i co-owned a recording studio i was basically you know just stuck in in the studio non-stop working back recording bands after bands barely getting any time off so mm-hmm. i didn't get to make any music through all that time and um, after about 10 years of that, I went freelance. So I was starting to get gaps between, you know, I'd be going into studios, do three months here, then there'd be like a, you know, like a month off and then two months here with another band. And um, I wish, I, I just stumbled across, um, I just found Audio Jungle. I think someone was licensing some music. I was asked once years ago to make some um, stock music. Well, they just said they needed something specifically made like five tracks i produced five tracks for them but then they uploaded it to audio jungle okay um yeah so when i found it then i found about the site and thought hang on a minute uh maybe i should be 
uploading a few things in my because I had all this spare time between producing bands and I had a like a like, nice little setup under my old bunk bed at the time because I was mm-hmm. living in a little uh, side room at my friend's house with just uh, you, all you could fit was a bunk bed and then all the old studio stuff underneath. So yeah, just I uh, thought yeah, I'll do a couple of tracks, make a few couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. Just um, I had to listen to what Audio Jungle was like back then. And all the music was basically really very really stock music really yeah you know, very ukulele i mean whistling was barely coming in then <laughs> it was real early days like 2012 yeah so yeah. yeah just made like a you know like a plinky little happy ukulele song i think i did a like a sort of a daft punky kind of electro song and um yeah and they just started selling straight away right so it'd be like one one sale one week and then there'd be like two sales the next week and 10 the next and it's and then so then i just you know kept putting more and more up there and uh and i was still doing the the freelance producing at the, at the time cool but it was kind of the money i was earning from within a year of the first upload the amount of money i could earn producing was less than what i was already bringing in from audio jungle that's crazy within the first year i got like a feature track right on audio mm-hmm. jungle and it just that track uh, was selling in some pretty good numbers, enough to be, be like, oh yeah, maybe like a thousand dollars a month to begin with. And then I got like a real top selling track on there, but for, probably probably from the the kind of spotlight that I got from the feature track, it just uh, when I, one, I this, had this track called Midnight in Tokyo, which is my top selling track, and that one just it was like as ridiculous. Uh, over the next two years mm-hmm. I was probably you know that was bringing in like 12 10 to 12 thousand dollars per month on Good Audio Lord. Jungle wow that, wow, that was wow. that was the real so that's I get was that so late yeah late 2014 early 2015 is kind of like the peak of whatever earned on Audio the Jungle salad days yeah, yeah and it was it was like eight, and there were guys on there selling more than me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, but I was selling maybe like eight, nine hundred tracks a month, plus, and that would come to, you know, like ten to twelve thousand dollars a month. This and is before ha- this is the old pricing structure as well when it was fifteen dollars a sale, right? And there was no and or I think there was like a extended license which was not much more. Right, I can't remember what it was now, but it was less than a hundred dollars. So yeah, that, that's that. That's why it became my my primary focus, I guess. And I'm and I'm curious if like there was a there was some point, and if so, at which point did you kind of see that things were going to change, or did you did you anticipate that change that was going to come with the rise of subscription libraries, and did you kind of hedge against that in a way, or was it something that came about just at kind of like you know um by surprise for you like how did how did that shape out in the end um i always knew something was coming around the corner because my income was was never going to stay at that level you know for <laughs> forever yeah and um I, don't, I guess it's when when the author driven pricing came in and there was there was that it wasn't that long after where the five dollar track started appearing on there and right. then, and then you start thinking like actually, the subscription side of things, you don't really make that. I mean, you make less, but it's it's kind of peanuts money, isn't it, compared to what I was earning or people were earning back if they were selling in a decent number. Well, it is now. Before. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, I mean, there's. I'm trying to think what uh, what happened after the after that. Yeah, the, the subscription has been around. Was it like three years now? Four years. It's quite a while, like the, isn't the it? Envato elements, you mean, or just subscri- yeah, subscri- like, yeah. Uh, audio elements. I've never been invited on there, so I really. Like, I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I figured I, f- I figured as a top seller, you'd you'd be yeah, first in line. If you look on the list, there are several sort of top sellers on there that just didn't ever get invited. And right. it, I I would have gone non-exclusive a lot earlier, I think, because they gave me permission to um, take tracks off. And then move them to a um, non-exclusive yeah. account, 
which so so it's not like I've had to like switch the flick the switch and my income goes down to like mm-hmm. whatever you know like a third of what it would be and just spread everything everywhere. I managed to keep they've let me keep the uh, sort of top sellers selling on there, mm-hmm. and then and then I've just moved like a hundred odd tracks over to the uh, to my non exclusive account. Yeah, they are real nice about that about letting you have some on exclusive and have non exclusive. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the, I find. that's because well. I didn't think that when you actually read the conditions, it says that you're not allowed to do that. So I guess they made certain. I circums- don't know. Oh, you can have the two accounts, but like you can't re-upload not the, the same track name. onto another one. Yeah, right. no, yeah, they're, so they're it was, different. It was tracks. good of them. Yeah, it was. It was good of them to let me move them over, but they all lost their search. You know, their positions in the search, which. So, so it, it was. How many songs do you have on Audio Jungle now? About 150. On exclusive and non-exclusive. Uh, I'd say like non-exclusive. Combined? Most of them are non-exclusive now, because the I, I usually just every so often I'll check the kind of last year's worth of sales on my exclusive tracks, and then the one there's tracks that are just getting no views, no sales that used to generate good money. I would never never have dreamt of moving to non-exclusive, hmm. maybe two think, years ago. But now it's like this is no one's seeing this. I, I need to get this non-exclusive and get it on yeah. all the other sites really. I think right. most people would think that's not many tracks to make that much money. Yeah, back in the day, there's a, there's authors with with uh, an insane amount, like ten times that yeah, I've I, seen. I think I should have a thousand tracks online, considering I've been doing it ten years. I've got a thousand unfinished tracks on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's a te- it's I'm a testament waiting. to uh, quality over quantity. I think it's mm-hmm. that is what I've learned is that you know the it's better to have really high quality stuff than a lot of like kind of subpar. Yeah. That's why I can never, a lot of the older ones, the unfinished tracks, it's, it's like if I start losing enthusiasm in it, yeah, then I'll just, I'll move, I'll move on. I do need to go back to a lot of them and actually finish them. I Maybe, keep thinking um, one day I'll turn to a production, uh, like a monster production factory and just churn them all out <laughs> really quick. But uh, it's hard happens. to do that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because just so, the old feet. Oh, ca- sorry, I'm getting going off on a tangent. That's okay. So. Well, I want to. I want to talk about stock for a while, and, and okay. I know Steve. We we all have questions about the library and stuff like that. But let's kind of save that because I have a few questions inside the stock stuff that you're doing. Um, okay. So you you took all your non-exclusives and went ahead and put them on Pond Five and Motion Array when they yep. when they let you go there and so yeah. would you have about the same number of songs on pond five and motion array 150 ish 100 something like that yeah time times about five because of yeah. the, um i did all the, i made all the uh, well last year i've been making all edits of them all so you get your 60s 30s 15s right and you cool. know whatever else logo does that do well for you on pond five the the edits it was i used to make more money just because i used to have two songs on um pond five back from 2012 as well and one of those tracks uh used to in the peak was actually selling and bringing like 800 dollars a month as well so it, mm. so now it feels like it's a lot lower and i've got to build up again mm-hmm. gradually I, I mean it's just the, the way every the markets are now but uh yeah it definitely helps having all the edits like having more the, most of the sales are the edits which i didn't used to have before yeah, that's what seem, people seem to say. Tracks. What do you, if you don't mind me asking, what are your sales like uh, these days on on Pond Five? Um, probably, I'm trying to just probably, I guess like fifteen twenty per month. Okay. Fifteen twenty sales a month. Okay. Yeah. So, and yeah, where do you price them on on Pond Five? What's for, your price uh, point? Forty nine dollars. For like sixty and the full one, and then I just do it like thirty nine, bit less, twenty nine and nineteen for a short. That brings spin. up a question because I'm in the same boat, and I I don't know about yeah. Steve, but I I and if, you know we're both disciples of Daniel uh, from Stock Music Licensing who who suggests doing it that way, you know, making sure that you, all your songs, even the alts, even the thirties, even the fifteens, that everything is forty nine dollars, right? And so yeah. I've always uh, uh, done it that way. I've tried different prices. I've tried $25, you know, and different things like that. I haven't seen much change. Someone asked me today, though, that they said they moved everything to $5. And 
and they had okay. a lot more sales yeah. in a month. And yeah, they're only making a buck seventy-five per sale. But now that we're only making uh, twenty-eight cents per download at Motion Array, is yeah. it better to get the one seventy-five than not get any forty-nine dollar sales? Yeah, it's a, yeah. That's, that's what a so, someone told me it? the exact same thing just recently. Because of because of content ID, does content ID change the game? And then downloads are more important than upfronts, if you will. Yeah, I yeah. think I think because I've had a steady content id like a stream of income from that i i have a lot more confidence probably in thinking oh yeah if i'm gonna let some tracks go cheaper now and, and if it can actually you know be downloaded in larger quantities like on motion array or if i could do it on pom 5 too then that would be amazing then there's yeah, even I, a it's kind of like a back end isn't it payment that's going to be well you could get down the line there's even a, a suggestion that a model of giving away songs for free to to make money on the back end with content ID might be something that you could you should think about depending on yeah how that's what I do on on my website so it's um yeah we we want to chat about your website did a you little chat? bit yeah um, do you want to leave that for in a while or yeah, yeah well, hold on just yeah. one yeah 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 second we'll do you wait. have any more questions on stock Steve okay uh. <sighs> No, I don't. I, I can't think of any uh, right now. You said you're on Motion Array too. I, I think maybe the listeners would be curious to know, like, what your action is like on Motion Array these days, and maybe if you had any thoughts about like uh, the um, the new royalty payout system that they have. Uh, considering, yeah, it's, yeah, like what what are your well, what, what's it like there for you? I, I could. I joined Motion Array four months ago, so I'm oh, okay. a bit of a new bit of a newcomer really, and I've oh. just been gradually getting the tracks up online, but. Um, it was just amazing. I couldn't believe that you could earn like a pretty good amount of money from November and December were probably pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because you're at the you are obviously you're at the mercy of their um, staff picks, you know, to yeah. get the exposure. Yeah, and I, I guess I was lucky because I had a, had maybe like four, five tracks that they just kept put in different categories. Or the main it's, one track has been at the top a couple of times, just on the first staff pick page mm -hmm. so that obviously that's my top seller on there so yeah i mean the first month i got eighteen hundred dollars and then that was what was that october november was around the same december oh no sorry november was two thousand five hundred dollars wow so, so i thought wow i've had and i've even i've only just started uploading tracks i had about 15 20 tracks on there by then mm -hmm. and then december was going well until obviously uh, something was a foot the in, yeah. in the background. <laughs> the big freeze. So yeah, when it came it. back, it was like, oh, okay, uh, that's a lot less than I was expecting it to be. You know, when mid January, when we started seeing work, when we could sort of do some figures and work out how much per download we were getting. So, right. I, yeah. So, so uh, are, are you? Uh, I, I imagine you're probably still getting to that level six even in the last uh, couple of months or like January, February. Yeah. Is that, is that, yeah. yeah. And, and last month it, it finished at about just over $900, but wow. then it suddenly jumped up to when they, when they gave us the, uh, you know, the monthly statement. Yeah. It would, so the final figure was $1,600. Wow. Wow. Good. So the, so I'm guessing, uh, cause at the beginning it looked like, um, if you get in the top 20, in any category, if one of your items gets in the top twenty, they said they'll, you know, like, to was it increase a bonus? Your, yeah. yeah, like a bonus. But the way it was worded, it looked like oh, it was just going to be like a number, a numerical, uh, like a two hundred percent more sales. But yeah, it was pretty ambiguous whether you were going to get any money for it at the end, like the you know the equivalent of if it was sales as well, if or if it was just to like try and push you up to that next. Um, you know the next pay threshold right for your payment percentage but i guess because this from january my my uh income suddenly leapt up i'm guessing that they do give you know like bump up your say your income as well with that 200 percent boost on whatever the top 20 items were right. i don't know which tracks they are because they don't yeah. sort of give you that that's the worst you have to thing sort of guess not knowing yeah, how each track is doing is, I mean, you can see like the top five from last month, five. but you have yeah, no idea w what that means. Um, um, I I have one more question if I could, and uh, yeah. just on the stock thing, um, 
I know a lot of the uh, the folks in the Discord community are really active on VFine, and if you could kind of just give us some sort of insight and uh, insight in how, into how you're doing there as well, like is that is that been a pretty a decent payout for you as well? Not not great. I, I mean, that's another one I've only started uploading tracks to maybe six or seven months ago. Okay, and the sales have all come from if I think I had one sort of featured track that was on the first page for a while and got nudged off and maybe I sold maybe 16 or 17 of those. So that was quite good seeing the income coming on that track. But then once it dropped off the bottom, I've I sell like one or two a month yeah. at most, which is better than nothing, obviously. But, um, and then, so I haven't got like many years worth of data, like stats I can give you really. It's quite okay. a new thing. And then obviously the new website, the whole yeah, the supplier system. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not really sure what's going on, or if I have not had any, made any sales since. There's been. It looks like there's two running at once, but yeah. I'm not sure. Right. I'm right, just waiting. Right. To, yeah, waiting for that all to settle down, and then maybe I'll keep an eye on it. But I have. I've uploaded all my tracks to be fine that are non-exclusive, so that's not okay. doing anywhere near as well as motion. Motion array is the one that's uh, been an instant like. In, I've been happy with. Okay. Apart from the, the drop in income. <laughs> but, yeah, it's too bad you didn't numbers, go, get on that train a little sooner because I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. You would have done yeah. really, really well last year. Um, yeah, it would have been a good year for you last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got, yeah. At least I got to see how, how good it was for like two months and then I could all, I could. Yeah, I, I got can, a little... Uh, enjoy ending. the agony along with all of you guys <laughs> of having that income Well, slashed. I mean, you've been through the agony with Audio Jungle. You've probably been through it with Pond5. Yeah. They've both, you know, done changes that have drastically decreased what you make and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was yeah. like a slow puncture on uh, Audio Jungle. So it didn't ever feel <laughs> yeah. like agony. It was... It was yeah. It's like, when do I take the risk now and, and, and uh, you know take these tracks off from being exclusive right. from audio jungle that, right, that was right. a six-year process probably wow. so it wasn't like a motion array where it's like you wake up one morning and it's like <laughs> your yeah. income's down it sort of felt like that on audio jungle for me because i i got in on like on the you know well into the decline of everything but um there was you know at least you know i could i could pretty much rest assured i was going to get an easy like two or three hundred dollars a month on audio jungle yeah. and then one day it just stopped just like immediately stopped and i remember because like uh, and daniel made a video about uh how there was a you know a sudden drop in sales too and i'm not sure what it was that triggered that but uh it, went, it yeah. dropped from a few hundred a month down to like you know less than I've 50 probably got sometimes. some good graphs on my end from the stats because uh my top selling track would always get a certain amount of views because yeah. it'd be on the top you know like that that first page of bestsellers so you could sort of see it go go up and then there'd be like dips in certain years and you can see where the author-driven pricing probably came in and it went back up again mm -hmm. because you could earn more money from, especially from broadcast, like film and broadcast licenses for me is the best thing about Audio Jungle because I still right. sell one maybe every other month and I sell it my broadcast licenses for $899 on there. Right. So one of those will just suddenly rescue the month on Audio yeah. Jungle. And do, are you seeing uh, any kind of like PRO backend from from those broadcast license? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, there's quite a lot of um, PRO backend that I've had over the years. I've I've got a publisher, a Zek, so they're called Zek Music, and they got in touch with me in probably I guess 2015 or 16, and uh, they were basically just letting me know, yeah, there's. I mean, you may have received emails like this as well or some of the people watching they're basically informing you that there's x amount of uh, unclaimed royalties for one of your tracks yeah. in a you know a PO, pro bank account somewhere and that they can uh they because they can backdate the the claim and get you know get a load of that money back for you mm -hmm. recoup it yeah so that that was eye-opening like just how much back-end money was just all because Back back in those days, Audio Jungle wouldn't allow P anybody to register f with the PRO. Uh, interesting. So all of that money it would was just you know it would, uh, the time limit okay. would elapse and then it would that money would be gone. Yeah. So I was really 
grateful this uh, Zek Music got in touch with me and they were really trustworthy, really helpful. This guy called Ed, uh, he just basically uh, emailed him back and forth to, uh, and he just explained the whole system to me because I didn't know anything about it. And uh, yeah, I managed to get the back, got managed to get about $15,000 for an ad campaign that was shown here in the UK on like, awesome. mainstream TV. Awesome. And after that, because he recouped that for me and I trusted the guy, like you could tell you, yeah, this, he's, he, you know, he's, yeah, he's just, you know, just a sort of guy you can trust. He's had a bit of a, built up a relationship with him over a year, you know, when he was uh, explaining how it all works. So I just put all of my tracks up, registered them with him and mm-hmm. he's managed to find, you know, hundreds and hundreds of uses, uses around the world. Good. And they still amazing. Keep the whole my sort of catalog on there continues to like be a good power of publishing. Stream. Exactly, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Content ID before we get to your library, because I'm sure we'll talk about Content ID with that as well. But yeah, um, would you th- would you say now that Motion Array, I mean for for you and for people who are hitting level six, it's probably still uh, the upfronts are very good. Now, but for people who are hitting level three or two, or and only yeah. getting the low hundreds of downloads, would you would you say that's still important for content ID possible pay? I guess it depends what they're planning to do with their music. If they are intending to join other libraries that that's forbidden to upload those tracks, because you are essentially closing off. It, that's what you have to weigh up, don't you? Like, yeah, you, are you going to shut the door on these other libraries? You might. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, obviously, if you're going to go to Sync or if you're going to go to libraries that don't allow yeah. Content ID, but I'm talking about um, people who are download or just putting their music on Motion Array and all these things and getting, let's yeah. just say, hundreds of of downloads that could be used in YouTube videos. There is a possible back end for them, even if they're yeah. not making a lot of front end. Definitely, yeah. I, I would do it. if I was in that situation. I would register with content ID yep. for sure. Because it only takes a couple of videos to, like the, the bulk of some of these payments, that there'll be there'll be thousands of the smaller ones or hundreds, depending on how many videos are being picked up on, on YouTube with your mm-hmm. music. But it's often just a few at the top, the, the top earners, you'll get ones that will be like $500 for the month, $400. Mm-hmm. Three, I mean, it'll, it'll be more than what, you're earning from license sales or, uh, sure. you know, downloads on Motion Array. Yeah, this that this. If you're in those figures, I was just going to ask you about that, and that's something that was on my mind. Um, and I think that people would be really interested to know is whether the content, the bulk of the of the content ID income is coming from a, a spread of a lot of videos getting, you know, you know, whatever medium amounts of views, or is yeah. it coming from like a few videos that are getting crazy amounts of views and you're thinking that it's the latter. It, the ones that really bump it up. But uh, if you've got as many videos as uh, I've, I've had over the years, so it's, I guess, to give you an idea of roughly per month, like the amount of detections I'm getting for videos, it's probably like 30 to 40,000 videos per month. Of, that's through Identify. So of those 30 to 40,000 videos, some of them would be like a cent or half a cent would be really small. Mm-hmm. But the, the first few pages will be, you know, like $10 for a video. And then the ones at the top, occasionally there'll be like $500, $600. Not all the time, mm-hmm. but okay. enough of them to feel like, yeah, you know, each month if you're selling, if you're getting 300 downloads per month, these these will build up slowly in the background where people are not... Um, clearing the music with their license for motion array like either because they can't be bothered or or some sometimes it's just videos just get ripped don't they by the people and then yeah. they get uploaded several times that yeah. the, the, the video right. that's earning me quite a lot of money for my last um the december report and identify it's, it's just like a couple of videos uh of the korean videos and there's just one christmas song at the end of these videos that's, that's mine and it it just seems to be about uploaded on lots and lots of different random accounts. Hmm. So I think it's some. It just looks like people have just been ripping the video, uploading it, hmm. and then obviously the it's been monetized for me because the music hasn't been cleared. 
Gotcha. Really interesting. And uh, yeah, it's, do you think it's hard that... to really focus in on which one? It's more of a spread of earnings, like the, you know, the, the lower earning videos. They do add up as well per, per month. Right. And and there's probably no way to know with those no, inside content idea where those downloads came from, whether they came from Pond Five or Audio Jungle or Motion Array. Yeah. Or... Or a torrent site, even like the, yeah. the Christmas. This Christmas song, it, it's I've sold forty nine times in three years on uh, Audio Jungle, and it's still exclusive on Audio Jungle. So I, so either the original uh, video creators licensed it from Audio Jungle, or it's been obtained, you know, illegal. Like they've down, they've ripped it from somewhere and they've yep. stuck it on the video. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's probably the latter with that track. Really, but the they, beautiful... would, they would be clear in a video with millions and millions of views if they if they had actually legitimately licensed it. The way we're talking about it now is almost like the way we talk about sync, where on sync you have, you know, you're up front if for a television show and then you have your back in your PRO. So now exactly. stock yeah. really kind of has a front end and a back end now, you know. Yeah. It's also one where um Obviously, you, the system doesn't catch everything, does it? With PR, with your PRO, and similarly with yeah. YouTube. I mean, I, I guess it's lucky that some people they they'll download your music and they just won't clear it for whatever reason. Like they're not interested in monetizing mm -hmm. their video because it, yep. it it's almost like they're it's kind of generous because they were yeah. allowing some potential uh, you know extra dollars to go our way. Yeah, How they do don't they... really need to, do they? How, if there's three or four songs in a video, do they split it up per uh, evenly or something like that? How do they do that? Do you yeah, know? that's that's one thing I don't know how they come to the the figures at the end because some if you look at some videos, there'll be different songs from different musicians being yeah. claimed. So I yeah. guess there's some there's some equation going on like how they're dividing up this income. It's the same with I don't PROs. Don't understand it because it it often changes a lot as well. well like you can never. Really nobody keep up really with. knows why BMI or PRS or whoever pays what they pay no. and how they pay it. It's all a big yeah. hazy mystery that as well. So mm -hmm. you just <laughs> need to try and hope that as much as possible comes comes your way because yeah. otherwise it's obviously slipping into the wrong hands so you you are a person who has done 150 songs across these libraries and made this money so obviously you don't think this is about scale because i i know other people who have eight like 800 files in pond five yeah. more no, and i'm, more je I'm jealous <laughs> well now uh, that means they probably have 400 or 300 or 200 even and lots of alts but um Still, they have all these files, and you are working with 150, which I, I, I think it, I'm just I'm not even to that point yet. But I think that's even not going to be enough to to really scale. I think these yeah. days. I think as but, time goes on for me as well, it won't be enough either, just because of the. Uh, I mean, it's like I said earlier. It feels like you're at the mercy of staff yeah. to choose and highlight your music because there's such an avalanche of new music all the time like I, I couldn't even dream of being able to create enough songs to even you know stick have a tracks brand new tracks sticking on that new upload Wind, before you know, we get window. before I, we get I, to your library do you have any other questions steve because i have one more question before we get to his library yeah no other questions i just i uh i think yeah the the amount the the success that you've had and the the amount of the tracks that you're working with is a real testament to um, the quality of, of your music. And I think that just is something that uh, people should take note of. And, and I think everyone would agree with that if they were, you know, to go check out the, you know, the, the your catalog on bluefoxmusic.com um, and, and see, you know, the level that you're at. And, and I, you know, I think a lot of, of people um, worry that like quantity is the, is, is like, that is the, should be the main focus. And I really, I really think that, uh, you know, you're a, a great example of, of like high quality, but like it doesn't necessarily have to be thousands or like 500 tracks, you know, it's just it has to be yeah. 100, 150, really, really well produced, good, good quality material. And it could, it can just skyrocket. So well done. Yeah. I think, I think that is the, for me, that was the key to what I, I don't think I could sort of do the, the quicker, mm -hmm. 
you know, slight variations on the, the same song over and over again. I yeah. I'm not very good at doing that. So, uh, before we get to your library, do you do any work in the sync licensing world? Do you do you not really? Besides what I've had work from it, but not what I would call. Um, they've not specifically asked for something to be created. It's more they've picked it up from a stock music site, or gotcha. they've heard it. A music supervisor has heard the track. Yeah. So there was a track used in. Um, it, I think it was a theme tune for a track for a TV show in Quebec. That, and mm. that was the first one where they contacted me separately and then I had to sign a little, a sort of, a, you know, like a, uh, just a licensing agreement with them separately. Uh, right. Yeah, I think all this, it's a bit of a crossover, isn't there, where when you look at your, your PR, PRO statement, you'll see things that would be technically like sync usages. But I know I don't work with any sync libraries, so I guess there are there have been people over the years delving into these, uh, you know, audio jungles and pom fives. I think right. there'll be less of them as time goes on. Right. Just because they're monster sites, aren't they? It just takes so much sifting through. Yeah, there's just so many tracks in there. It's insanely yeah. saturated. So, Lester, tell us uh, how your library came about and when did it come about and all those good things that came about at i guess once i last year when i decided to you know, leave the audio jungle as an excuse exclusive author um i contacted a, a long-time friend of mine who i used to co-own a recording studio back in my 20s and um he's his sort of area of expertise is more you know website building websites marketing google seo and everything so i just got back in touch with him and thought hey are you interested in maybe you know, joining forces and see if we can build a, a our own little sort of platform to license music from and and the web website you can see at the moment it's a it's a sort of temp website just to get a feeler for what we need to you know what we need for on the sort of back end to make it all work with the licensing and the payments, the downloads, how to get traffic, you know, direct traffic in there. So at the moment, it's still very much in the um, kind of re kind of research stage. But we just wanted to get something online just to get it, you know, get it moving. And um, yeah, so we are. I mean, I, I'd I'd love to hope one day make the majority of the licensing income from that site but that's very ambitious it's very difficult with you know the competition that you with all the you know major platforms and everything mm -hmm. so um, far is it just your music in it so far yeah we're just gonna because it's just simpler i mean maybe down the line it's not some we haven't really sort of discussed like well what would happen if, if we ever got to the point where it grew and grew then mm -hmm. yeah it could become like a platform in, in itself but there's you know, there's thousands of people probably doing similar things and we don't expect it to just happen overnight or at all. But uh, yeah, it's, bit, but it's going well in, in, in with the sort of targets that we hoped it would reach to begin with, with, you know, just doing a real low level of social media. We haven't really started doing, sort of attacking it properly yet. And there's always, um, you know, there's a couple hundred unique visitors every week. There's maybe like 200 downloads a week. Awesome. So, you know, it's generating something and we're probably selling a couple, on average, a couple of licenses as well per month. Okay. Just, just direct. And where's the traffic? Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So this, Go ahead, so, sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, that was going to be one of my first questions is whether you were, um, you were actively like paying for marketing campaigns, uh, putting ad money out there to it. And is, is that where most of the traffic's coming from, you figure? Or is it just SEO or? It's I think most of it's from YouTube. Oh, okay. From the, from just from my, from the YouTube channel. And then, and, I, and I, I've, I've just pointed all the links that I used to point to Audio Jungle, changed them all to, um, cause I used to get quite a bit of referral money back in the day. Uh, right. Cause everything, all the social media presence and everything, or SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, everything. Um, I didn't put that much effort in. It was just a case of uploading the song, you know, mm -hmm. putting a, down a link to the 
audio jungle page but um yeah just changed all those links so they're already up and there's just you know like a just a real steady level of traffic that I didn't realise was coming in because with Audio Jungle, unless somebody bought something and you saw, a, a, you know, like a, a a fee come in for the referral fee, you wouldn't really know what was what going on. But um, yeah, with the okay. site, it's really it's quite reassuring to see like oh yeah, it, I haven't got we've only got like twelve thousand subscribers and that's generating like a couple of hundred people onto the site every um, couple hundred every week. So, so mostly from YouTube is where the traffic's yeah, coming from. Yeah, but you YouTube. but you are also putting a little bit of uh like you are putting a little bit of money into into social media advertising. Is that is that what you said? No, no advertising at all. We're no, actually trying. Okay. We're sort of not going to. I th- I'm, I'm not sure. I think um, my friend, well, sort of business partner now because it's well, this is something we're sort of working out, especially this year. He's um. I think he he's he's just got other ways that we, we want to build it up where we're not really pumping in loads of money into Google advertising and everything because I think you have to spend quite a bit to yeah. see a return. Mm-hmm. What percentage of your income is your library right now? Would you say? Oh, really low, very low. Like it's like five percent. It's probably like forty, maybe like fifty, forty, fifty dollars per month just on the couple of okay. license sales but then so, obviously the, the free downloads could be leading to back-end um, content right. id right Absolutely. because none of those they won't have licenses they've agreed to download as part of the oh idea. so it's you like they can use the music for free but they they can't clear the music if it gets um a claim from from identified right report. so you don't charge other than for broadcast licenses is that what you're saying yeah there's like we've got a, a similar sort of scheme where it's broadcast um like a online advertising sort of middle range and then just your standard video standard license that just covers you know with that the standard license you can clear your youtube video it's it's the same sort of scheme as you know the same license basically as audio jungle pom5 and the like gotcha you do allow people to download for free though yeah so the the whole down free download inside of things is a whole separate it's it's from the site as well, but it's like a choice. You can pay for it or yeah. you can do it for free, but then you're going to have to accept that um, you won't be able to monetize your video. Gotcha. If, and especially if, if if the content ID system catches up with their video. Right. And so <clears throat> if you're getting, um, if you're getting like a t- 200 or so downloads um, per week, you said, uh, what is that? What kind of work does that mean for you in terms of clearing copyright claims? Like how much of that? And like, and maybe walk, people through that process and like what is it what does it look like on your end hardly have to clear anything really i probably only get one or two emails a month at the most wow. For, for, wow. for clearing and that's so, just usually because somebody may be a bit confused as that, that you know some things are a bit overwhelming if you just get a license or they don't they don't understand how the youtube dispute system works or anything yeah. or they don't read the i always put a pdf as well just to, to say visit right. the site put your video in there paste your license here right. um but some people just contact me direct but it's such a low low number these days that it's i think that's the thing that probably held steve and i back the most with content yeah. id is we thought people were really gonna freak out about con about i did claims. I, I did as well though 2014 and, and, I, you know I, and i yeah I just I never thought. thought that could... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Are you carry on? That's fine. Well, I I I've only been in this for a, a little over a year now, and I never got into content ID with Motion Array because I didn't want people to uh, exclude my songs from their searches because you can you can exclude content ID yeah. things yeah. on Motion Array, and I think you can also on on Audio Jungle, but. Um, apparently that's not a thing apparently people don't care you know and and they don't care if they get a copyright claim because apparently either they're not monetizing or you have to think that many of the channels that we that we're probably on don't have a thousand subscribers and are monetizing maybe yeah you know um it's i mean the process of clearing a video when you have the license is it's very quick and simple anyway and i think anybody who's running or serious about their channel 
their YouTube channel will already be well versed in like how how to do how to dispute a claim or you know if you've legitimately licensed something before right. you even publish the video you you'll make sure that claim is has gone so it, it is a quick and easy process so clients but are more I was savvy. like you though yeah yeah exactly and but in when i first um uh registered all my music with adred so 2014 i think a lot of the there was obviously less savvy um youtube creators back then so so any any kind of angry emails that I got, which wasn't even that many, it was maybe like fifty in my whole ever, like in eight years. Uh it was more just because they didn't quite understand what was going on. Like what why they thought that I was individually going on their video, <laughs> slapping a claim on there, yeah, trying yeah. to steal their income. Right. So like oh. once I explained how it works, they um every single one of them were like oh thanks for running through they you know they did really did uh just sort of calm down i I would have been the same as well if if i didn't have any understanding of how the the system works if you suddenly get an advert and then someone's claiming you know monetization from your video you have to sort of put yourself i've also seen that the the language has changed on YouTube. It used to sound much scarier, like you have a strike or you have. I mean, it was a little yeah. more the the language when you would get a, a what what maybe they even called it a strike early on, where you're using someone else's material and you are in trouble. And now it's like it's no big deal. You got a claim. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> um, I think they've actually, as far as I can tell, they've made things better for the creator side. There's a there's like a the dispute mechanism is more obvious. There's a sort of grace period. So even if this advert looks like it's um, say if my music was flagged on a legitimate license holder's video, any when that video when that advert's on there, any income that's being generated is not it's not coming straight to me or anything. It's going to a pool that YouTube uh, they've sort of created. They'll put they'll put it in the pool. And then the video creator will have like a, a certain time frame to to uh, dispute or like pre- you know, present the license, basically, to say, yep, I've legitimately licensed this music. And then every cent of that, any generated income, goes straight to them. So it's not like it, the, the I would suddenly be taking, skimming off like all that important early um, revenue from their video. from Because, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's the first few days, isn't it, of a lot of serious video right. creators uh you know the, the lifespan of the video like it's that it's that initial time isn't it where they really need to be earning every cent right yeah what else steve got any other questions <laughs> oh man um yeah i i can't think of any uh, at the moment um so the plan for you now lester is to continue with Motion Array and Pond5 and Audio Jungle and maybe a few other <laughs> outliers like the Chinese libraries or uh, whatever else comes about. Yeah, and it, or if I discover any more as well. Yeah. Thanks to the well, your Discord. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> the chat is just great for like, I've learned so much. I've been doing this for so long. It feels like forever, but it's suddenly a window into like all this knowledge and intel that I didn't ever get mm-hmm. before. Yeah, it's always it, in a bubble. I'm on I'm on about six new libraries this year and none of them have made anything yet so I don't know what what and and of course I don't I I don't do this as at the same level as some of you guys where you're really focused on library stock library type music and I think that's the key you really have to write for the for the for the room so to speak you know you need to write what content creators are looking for and I often will do that or not sometimes i just put up last year i just threw up everything that was on my albums and that none of that but with motion array it didn't matter because they they paid so well and and all that stuff made money even though it, i don't know who was downloading I, it but i was just i was just chilling on motion array like <laughs> 30, 30 tracks up there and then i kind of just stopped uploading because every month i was making it like almost a thousand dollars um so it was it was just kind of like it felt like really you know it really did feel like passive income mm-hmm. um actually uh lester i do have uh one uh, a couple of questions just about uh your your productivity like how 
like how many tracks are you finishing now? Like how long does it take you to write a track? And like, you know, how much are you actively uploading to uh, the your site and the stock libraries like these days? It usually takes about a couple of weeks per track, really. Wow. But um, over the last, I've, I've slowed down more recently because of the, I think working in headphones and moving from an old studio setup to this has been a long, like a bit frustrating kind of change. It's definitely slowed me down so a lot of the time i've i work endlessly on tracks and then i'll just get a bit bored of it by the end but i've got a whole bunch of tracks that i'm just kind of gonna finish off over the next basically try and finish one off every one or two weeks just to get this steady stream coming out again i've never really been any faster than than that really sounds like you're a perfectionist yeah too much it's one i wish i could finish tracks a lot more regularly really it's definitely uh one thing i yeah, what is your over someone who can just churn them out and finish finish a song and mm-hmm. i think it, a lot of that i think stemmed from the um old audio jungle days where it's like what you said with motion array where where you know you're just cruising on this income mm-hmm. and you're like there's less of a, a an incentive like every time you i'd upload a song it would never do as well as some of the early ones because you know the new traffic kind of dumps it down right you can never really so yeah i guess i just sort of slowed down how quickly i was finishing tracks over the years okay yeah i don't know it's but having my own website and what i've been doing over the last year has suddenly you know reinvigorated my drive to get tracks you know fresh music up there all all the time again now so you you'll definitely see a big a big uh increase in tracks for me finally cool. but what mean, is it your... took me a year to move tracks from exclusive to non-exclusive like 150 and remix some of them and try right. and you know make all the edits and find sites it's really time consuming so yeah. I, I mainly spend a lot of time doing that and you know website working with the website with uh with the guy i'm doing that with so you know these things are all in place now and motion array has been a good uh, what another outlet which has made the jump a lot more uh promising i guess cool i know that the earnings the income's gone down but i mean like what we've been talking about the the numbers on there are, are really good like imagine if that was with with audio jungle i'm probably getting about 40 50 downloads a month now which is you know that's tiny that's compared bad. to what it used to be whole lot more yeah, than, but, than most so that's of not us. going to generate much in the content id world is it yeah no yeah yeah that's why you know pond five just introduced this their subscription side kind of on the sly um that they don't even make it public you really have to email them to get yeah, into i it. had no idea and but thanks yeah. to you guys <laughs> I sent my email in and then yeah. you know, waiting to see what happens. So maybe that will result in more downloads, if nothing else, than to get yeah. more content ID stuff out there. But my question to you was um, about your um, music. What kind of music do you mostly make to put on the libraries? Is there a genre? It's, it mostly seems to be, well, the, the music that has been more popular and been downloaded the most is usually more, it's kind of kind of indie vibe with sort of electro like synths and stuff going on in there indie Mm -hmm. pop indie rock um i've done a bit of you know like like most people just kind of dabble in lots of different genres and then i've just always been kind of interested in making you know kind of up tempo trying trying to make it really catchy i'm not very good at writing background you know music bed style music Mm -hmm. like i usually try and write maybe something that has that's real has a real kind of catchy hook Right. which is yeah. might be the opposite of, of the way some people might work with stock music they might be trying to make something that's backgroundy i'm on the tightrope of like always trying to put i put too much melody into the tracks which is probably to the to the detriment of my sales at times but it's works. it doesn't seem like it, it doesn't seem it, like oh, it. yeah <laughs> no, that's why that's why I kept, I, I kept on i didn't want to dial back the melody side of things too much because yeah. I, I guess those sales were because i was trying to trying to have music that would be like oh yeah there's a track in the background there with a the melody and 
Well, I guess it, maybe it dep- it's uh, it's it's a matter of like, wh- uh, are people using your music as underscores for dialogue, or are they using exactly. it for? Yeah, like are they I just? Think they're using probably it for... using like fifteen seconds to get the the yeah. energy and the impact of the video, and then quickly fading it out, and then putting right. in something that's a bit more uh, less spiky. Yeah, so, exactly. In, right in the background. It's hard to say because some of my best uh, downloaded things on Motion Array have been vocal songs. And yeah. uh, I don't know what people are using them for, but they're downloading them. Now, maybe it's because they can, t- they can take all they want. And so maybe they just like the sound of it. And, and because it's like a Spotify almost for them because they've paid for the month, they can just download anything they want. Maybe they're not even using it in videos. But um, I guess there are lots of videos that people do, and I do them, where it's, it, you're not doing it for under voiceover stuff. It's photo videos, yeah, exactly. travel videos, exactly. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all dialogue stuff. Yeah. Man, well this has been a, 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 a such an insightful conversation, man. It's so cool to have you on the on the podcast and I guess uh you're officially our first guest, so Absolutely. I was really Well, thank you so much again, Lester, for being part of it today and um we look forward to seeing what happens with your library and I'm sure everyone will be watching this and and going listen to your music and seeing what you're doing and finding out your secret sauce for for your success. And uh, I wish you success traveling around Europe. Uh, Anything for you, Steve? Yeah, no, just uh, thanks so much, man. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and, uh, and uh, I feel motivated to, (laughs) I don't know, get my, you know, Uh, anytime you want to chat, I'm always, free to jump on any you know any topic at any time i have a lot of downtime awesome man well thank you so much for being right. part yeah, of our discord and 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 this interview so we'll talk to you soon and be safe yeah you too thank you so much for listening guys we really appreciate it just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com and you can find us both on youtube as well we both post regular content there you can find me at stevie b production music academy and eric's channel is called make music income we'd love to see you there feel free to like share and subscribe to our content also feel free to join us in the make music income discord server Lots of great conversation going on in there and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.